Hey, what's happening? You're tuned to that upper left life. I'm Randy. I live here in Spokane, Washington. And every other Monday I have conversations with my friends about music, movies, food, and of course, the sights in and around the Pacific Northwest. You know, the 315. Hey, hey, this is Randy Badano. And it is Angelo Santos. And you're listening to Upper Left Life. Today we've got Angelo Santos in, and he's my subject for today. I'm the subject. <laughs> I, I don't know how I should take that. <clears throat> well, as you know, we've already talked about it where Angelo has retired from UPS and he's going to be enjoying his best life. Um, there was a couple of things though in his past that uh, he was really being prepared on, right? He knew things were happening, um, things that were uh, hereditary that his his dad had, and uh, he knew his brother has had it as well. All of my brothers, actually. Yeah, and um, and it happened to him. And so we're gonna go in. We're gonna talk about this. So I'm gonna say, Angelo had a heart attack that, and and no joke had a heart attack had a real life ride in the ambulance get to the hospital do surgery heart attack and here i am so uh i guess uh, i made it <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing so since you're already preparing and you're really being um uh you know you're you're just trying to make sure that everything was okay and that you can um be more proactive with this what did you do to be more pro i mean when you found out how did you find out that you had blockage right it was some blockage well two years ago or actually it was like three almost three years ago my my brother he is um uh, i think he's five years older than i am he's in great shape so he didn't <clears throat> Excuse me. He didn't uh, drink, or yeah, he drank a little bit. Well, once in a while, right? Yeah, not, he didn't. He didn't smoke. He was in. He wasn't overweight. He was in great shape, and he had a heart attack. And so I was like, "Whoa! If if that could happen to him, um, I better go check this out." Because a little backstory: my my dad and my oldest brother, they they had heart attacks as well, but we thought you know, that it was attributed to, you know, diabetes and overweight and other, other things. But that wasn't the case with my um, uh, second oldest brother. And so when I went in and I got my uh, annual physical, I asked my doctor, I said, hey, I would like to know if there is something going on with my heart. And I'd like to get a CAT scan or something, some kind of scan to see if there is any blockage in my arteries. And so she she ordered the, the CAT scan. Did it Was it extra on your insurance? No. Okay, no. so it was part of your insurance. It was, it was covered by my insurance. UPS has some good insurance. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, she's... <laughs> <laughs> and um, sure enough, uh, I had a... I think like what my doctor said, a 90% blockage or Jeez. something like that. It was a percentage of 90, whether it was 90% blockage or 90 
I was I had uh, a blockage that mo that was like ninety percent of the population. I don't know whatever the percentage was. I had blockage, and so it was for me at that time. It was like okay, well, I got blockage. What am I going to do about it? So I basically in my mind I had come to the realization that it wasn't a matter of if it was a matter of when mm -hmm. a heart attack was going to come so what did you do to prepare for that what i did was i i got on and i started researching heart attacks symptoms and what to do uh, did and, you did you change your habits did well you do anything? Uh, part of the process was uh you know my cardiologist and i um you know I'm, my my physical every year they took a blood draw and they would come up with, uh, you know, the percentages of what all these levels are of cholesterol and whatnot. So my levels were really good. They were always right on point. So when we, uh, I found out about my uh, situation and I met with my cardiologist, he's like, okay, so your LDL, which is the bad cholesterol in your body excuse me, is, is at one, I, I think it was like 120, which was in well within the parameters of uh, normal. Yeah, LDL. that sounds normal. He goes, I want you at 70. So what that entailed was me to really uh, take uh, a deeper look at my diet. So you knew me, Randy. I, I, could, I could eat like everything. And he freaking puts everything down. <clears throat> everything. Half his plate was rice. I know. <laughs> and then he went back for seconds. And so I. And if you look at the size of this guy, I know. Ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way that fit in there. And so, so it's true that Filipinos have a second stomach for rice. It's somewhere there. So anyway, I I had to redo my diet. You know, reevaluate it. So I cut a lot of rice out. So instead of eating like half of the, you know, rice cooker that you know whatever that we make now i'm eating maybe a scoop and a half of rice so yeah, it's normally a, what i take yeah. yeah and it and for me that was a really big that's a big change that was you. a big change because sure. i love rice and a lot more salads a lot more chicken and a lot more fish not very much red meat um and so uh i basically i guess you could say it was almost like a mediterranean diet a, a modified mediterranean diet so then um, that was part of that. And so when I uh, went back to my doctor, after a year of that, my LDL, he wanted me at 70. I was down to 52. Oh, so I did. That's good. I guess I overachieved. <laughs> and so part of the process of the, the diet was we're trying to see if we can make it so that I don't have, you know, I'm trying to not get a heart attack. But, you know, I, in my mind, again, if it's 90%, there's 10% that's open. Yeah. So that's not a very big percentage. Not really. And so in my mind, that's where I started thinking, well, it's not a matter of if. It's going to be a matter of when. when. So then that's when I started really researching heart attack symptoms. Yeah. Well, the weird thing was, uh, we talked about this before with Angela working at UPS. I mean, the guy put in... At least 20,000 steps a day. At, at least, least. At minimum. least, yeah. I mean, that guy burns calories, so it's not like he didn't get any kind of cardio 
or or any kind of strength stuff because he does carry a ton of boxes, especially during peak season. Mm-hmm. And so the weird thing is like, I mean, to like I said, if you see this guy's physique and you see how he rapidly changed his diet to what it is and still, I mean, I, but at least you were prepared to oh, see what was going down. Yeah, dude, the, the thing that really was um, key to me was understanding what a heart attack looked like. Yeah. What what were the symptoms? So what are the symptoms? Well, the symptoms are damn. If your chest hurts and you can't breathe, that's one. Okay. <laughs> so what? That's not me off the cycling, but the bike. What is that? No, it was. Uh, there's there's all kinds of symptoms. You know. I mean, li- like list a handful. Okay, so what what I had uh, was that I I, I had. Um, well, let's go back. What was what was I doing? At the time of it, I wasn't really doing anything of exertion. Yeah, he was changing tires. I was basically getting ready to swap tires out for my kids. So I had, and I wasn't even using, uh, I had my air compressor and my tools or air, you know, their air tools. So I wasn't really exerting anything. No muscle use. Yeah, none. And so when it came on, um, the first sign I had was that I had shortness of breath. That's the one. Which is uh, weird. Which was weird. I, I I was starting to breathe like I couldn't I couldn't get a deep breath. I you know, and I try mm-hmm. to hold take a deep breath and hold it and I couldn't keep I couldn't get a long breath in. So um that was one. The second one was that my chest felt like it was um it wasn't a pain, it was a pressure. Like somebody might have been sitting on it. Oh. And, um, like an elephant or just anything, you know, <laughs> somebody was sitting on my Jeez. chest. And so, and then the, the clincher for me was, um, after I came inside, um, I kind of sat down in my lazy boy and I started to sweat like a lot. And I, I knew that something was up because like a clammy sweat, you know, like a cold clammy sweat. Mm. And I knew something was up because I don't sweat. And I wasn't doing anything. He perspires. <laughs> barely. <laughs> he glistens. I really barely do. It's weird. Yeah, but that is weird to be like heavy, clammy, sweaty just and for not doing anything. For not doing anything. Yeah. That was the the key to me. And at that moment, that's when I called nine one one. And so. So you called yourself. I called. I was by myself. And then, what happened? I mean, you know, I know you were waiting, and then Alyssa wasn't here. No. Nika I, wasn't here. That was basically uh, the only call I made, mm. because in in cardiology terms, uh, my cardiologist has said this in the past, and he reiterated it when I was in the hospital with him. He said, "Time is muscle, so the more time that goes by, um, you know, after you start noticing these symptoms, you start losing muscle." And believe it or not, they have, uh, they told me that there are patients that they've had that they would get these symptoms and they would wait 24 hours, 24 hours, dude, of, you know, of, of just hard breathing, you know, your chest is, why would you wait that long? I don't know. And so I was like, there is no way I could have gone 24 hours. So he goes, yeah. Just the fact that you called uh, when you did probably saved your heart muscle because wow. you 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 didn't allow 
time to deteriorate your muscle. Mm, because of that. 24 hours of your body's I know, and I'm like struggling to pump something through. And, and you're it. and you're trying to breathe and you're yeah. sweating and and it's like it made no sense to me, but he goes, "Yeah, that we've we've had wow. people that went 24 hours." So when and Oh, go ahead. I was going to say too, um I have much love for the uh fire department and EMTs that showed up. I got to tell you, I mean, I I have people in my life uh that are uh EMTs. I I go fishing with a group of guys, uh, and they're, they're top notch. Those guys did great. Once they got to my house, they were immediately on point. They, they had, you know, I was laying on the couch. And so what happened was they started putting all of the, the sticky things on, on my chest and, and they were getting, they were taking EKG readings. And so fascinating thing is, is that they're looking at these EKG uh, readings and they can tell where the spikes are or, or how uh, I understand it, the, the spikes and abnormalities of the EKG, they can tell where that heart attack is happening. So it was weird because they knew that it was happening at that uh, uh, artery and they didn't know anything about my history, but by with that EKG, they knew where it was. Well so, trained. Yeah, and they were already communicating with the hospital. So when they got to me, they were already prepping me for surgery. Hmm. They, 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 they knew what was going on, and they knew what they had to do to get me prepped for yeah. surgery. So from my house to the hospital... You know, there was no lag time. As soon as those wheels hit the emergency room, I was wheeled through the emergency room to a to a area, the staging area for the they call it the cath lab, C A T H. So the cath lab is where they performed the surgery of installing stents in your artery. And typically, it's in your through your leg. Yeah, typically they you know they. They shaved me down there, wow. you know. I was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> but then they didn't, they didn't, they Feel didn't. slickery down there. Yeah, now, nice. now there's nothing. <laughs> and so they, they were going to do that, but then they decided, oh, we'll just go through his right oh, no. wrist. That was shaped part of you. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and so, so yeah, I'm halfway here. <laughs> so, so, anyway, they... They went through the, the right wrist, and that's where he performed the surgery, and, and I was wide awake. Sheesh, I don't know, man. I just don't know. Did they, could you feel it enter your... Ah, you know that... I that, mean, how did they, okay, so when the stents go, do they unblock it first, then throw the stents, or what? How does that work? I, I, I'm assuming they, what they did was... They went in. It's almost like you do plumbing work, I guess. Um, you roto-rooter it, basically, then, you, the, then they, you put the stent. Basically, he has this. He went through and he worked um, a uh, tube through the artery to the th to the heart, and then he inserted a wire, and then the wire went through, and I believe it might have you know opened up. Yeah, just enough. Uh, the uh, the artery enough to allow initial, you know, a little bit of blood to go through. And then that's when he installed the stent. So basically, he could see uh, in his monitor, because I, uh, I was wide awake, I could see yeah. in the monitor. 
And so he's looking at the monitor and then uh, they're talking amongst each other and they're like, oh, yeah, there's there's the blockage. Uh, okay, there's no blood and there. Okay, now there's there's the the wires through and then you know i didn't i didn't feel any of that so i'm wondering if maybe they well, i don't think you have sensation inside there i don't know yeah. or then maybe they gave me something to to mm. for the edge or whatever yeah. i don't know but um i saw uh i saw uh some video of the the process but you know then uh as i understand it he he put the stents in there's two I think one's like 38 millimeters and the other is 25 in the same artery yeah or or some some very minuscule stint anyway um he put two in and then uh he basically was looking through to you know he i've got pictures of his view of the stent hole and you can see it's wide open so it was it was super fascinating. Weird, but they it, were like sitting next to each other like this. I guess they're overlapping. Oh. So there's one here, and then the other comes in and connects to it. I see. I see. So it's like I said. So it's, it's like like so basically it's like a, a tube, and then there's another tube in it. Mm-hmm. Or in just but sticking out. Or yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know exactly. I, I guess I could Google. Yeah, we're gonna what have is, to check what is, that. That's what is a stent? That's interesting. What does stents look like in an yeah. artery? Anyway. Um, it was just when he opened up the artery with those stents and blood was flowing through finally. I, 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 it was that moment. Could you feel it? I, I felt good. Wow. Like I could actually then breathe. Yeah. So I, it wasn't like a sensation like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, it's not like that where you can all of a sudden, I think I'm going to run a marathon. Yeah, it's, no. it was more like, hey, I can yeah, breathe yeah. now. And so... Um, and so that that was the process, you know, from you know when it happened Jeez, uh, to man. when they fixed me up. And so you know now um, I'm just uh, on a five five day, I guess. Uh, you can, yeah, you. So uh, on his left right arm, he can't right lift arm, anything. I can't lift five. anything over five pounds. So, so he's he's been milking duty. it. Like yeah, he's like, been milking. It. Alyssa's gonna have him do some stuff. I'm like Randy, can, <laughs> Randy, can you pick this up for me? It's like what? you pick it up. I got, yeah. <laughs> I can't lift anything over five pounds. <laughs> That's like a pound. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that uh, that whole process. I got. I, I'm again, much love to the EMTs, to the nurses, and to my doctor, and to the people that are over there that are saving lives doing this. I it's, think anybody in that kind of service is it's, just amazing. It's just, it's just one of the most fantastic things to have hmm. professionals like that. Because, and that's why, it, it, that's, that's why, why those guys train. Right. And, and you know what? Spokane, Washington has the very best, uh, I guess. Uh, Talk to them about it. I, I'm, well, I want to say they have the very best procedures. Because in the old days, dig this. I'm like, in the old days, if you had a heart attack, right? You, you'd call 911. They'd come by. They'd see you, they'd say, what's going on, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they'd kind of get into communication with the hospitals, but not really. Mm. So then you get to the hospital and you have to do all the preliminary checking in at the uh, hospital. Yeah. Instead of just doing Instead it. of just going, bam, right into the cath yeah. lab. So now these guys, 
they, they're able to run EKGs, they're able to run all those, everything that they need to get you ready for surgery, yeah. it's already down. So by the time you get to the, the cath lab, they know what's happening, yeah. they know what is what is needed. The, the doctor has been already, he's already in tune, he knows what's, what is going on. The, the team is already scrubbed and ready. There was no lag time. They were waiting time. for you. There was no lag time. That's awesome. And so that's why they are, you know, in Spokane, Washington, hmm. in this area of the state of Washington, we have so good of um, the medical. I mean, you got Sacred Heart who's, you know, they're like a heart specialist, but you didn't go there. You no, went I went to... to Deaconess. 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 Deaconess was kick butt, man. They, they You know what? I think all of it. our hospitals here are Yes, awesome. every single one. All the doctors and nurses. I know I know the procedures that I've had before, you know, private practices as well as the, the practices in the, uh, like for hospital and stuff like that. The, the, the guys and gals out there really do a bang up job. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it was, uh, it was pretty surreal. I'm not going to lie. It is. I mean, it's weird to be, and it was weird because I was in a meeting and our meeting was going through some stuff at the moment and Alyssa tried to text me or tried to call me and I texted her and said, I mean, I can't, I can't leave this meeting. Well, I see how it is. You didn't want to take, take, take the call. You're like, I don't care about that joker. (laughs) I'm like, why is this guy's (laughs) wife calling me? No, it's not that. The other thing though, too, was I know Crystal, your neighbor, so Dan's wife. Yeah. How did she get a hold of Alyssa to tell her what's going on? Okay, so what happened? Because I'm confused. Okay, so when I called 911, Mm. I couldn't call anyone else. Yeah. They were on the phone with me the whole time until EMTs came. And so I was kind of like at that moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to stay with you. They were asking me questions. They were basically like, are you there? Um, they were keeping me engaged because, you know, they don't They don't know, want you to pass out. Or, they, they or wanna, whatever. Yeah. And so uh, when they finally came. They want to make sure you're still coherent. Yeah. And so when they finally came, uh, they hung up. And then <laughs> funny thing was I was going to pick up Nico because he was coming back from school. And so I get this tech from the Joker. He's like, where are you at? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, gosh, I can't. And then he calls. And he asked me, where are you at? And I'm like, dude, I'm having a heart attack. I, this is oh, what I said. Oh, I said, dude, I am having a heart attack. The EMTs are here. Call Crystal. And, and I hung oh, up. Oh, that's how it goes. And then that's, that's how okay. Crystal got involved. Got it. And then as I was leaving in a stretcher, I saw her. I waved her down. And I said, call Alyssa. So... Um, that was how Crystal got okay. involved. Much love to the the phase next door too, because they they Good you know people. oh freaking awesome people. Good people family. I mean, we consider each other family. Yeah, I mean, I think we've known them for since you've been here. Yeah, and I mean, then all the Halloween parties and or stuff just, like that. Yeah, just, just neighbor, just being neighborly. They're awesome people. Yeah, very cool. So, but yeah, that's how Crystal got involved. Interesting. And then, so what happened afterwards? Uh, you were in the hospital for a day? Yeah. Um, so, Was there I, anything that they were concerned with? Or? Well, it was, uh, I think really the procedure lasted 45 minutes to install stents. And then you were there for a day. And then I was there for a night. A night, just to check out. Just, the... and see, the, the, the thing is, is that I was, mo- I, w- I had so many 
wires attached to me mm -hmm. alongside my chest. It was a heart monitor. Yeah. And they were monitoring beats, you know, looking for abnormalities, looking for, you know, is there spikes? Is there yeah. lulls? I, or, were you they know, making sure that your heart took the stint? They're, they were making Probably, sure, right? yeah, they were mm. making sure that my heart was doing okay. what it needed to do. I was kind of freaked out. I won't say freaked out, but the first night I didn't sleep because I, I was super aware of things going on down there. You know, mm. like there's kind of, a, oh, that that felt kind of weird. You know, oh, I, am I supposed to feel that, that, yeah. you know, that flutter? And so... That might just be you just freaking yourself I out. I think what it was is that my... My doctor, uh, their, their, his team came down, and I was talking to his uh, assistant, and she goes, yeah, those, those are all normal, because you just came through a, uh, a major, major, and God, I can't even believe, I, I, it, it's major, but it didn't feel major, like, it could have been, I could have died, you could have died, but, um, but she goes, you, you came through a major um, event. Yeah. Your heart's traumatized a, a little bit, you know. And Well, plus now it's finally getting right, blood in that right, area. Right, in that and chamber. So. And so she goes, your heart uh, can think of it as like a, um, uh, a piece of electronic device that you have that's not working correctly. So you either turn it off. Or hit the reset button. Mm -hmm. So basically, your heart is kind of resetting itself so that yeah, it can get. Trying to figure out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, kind of get back to. Because a normal, now that other chamber was getting right, used. Right. Yeah. Get into a, another uh, a rhythm of heartbeat. Mm. And so they kept me overnight, and um, uh, I was, you know, I didn't sleep very well that first night or my only night. Um, and Alyssa came by in the morning and she stayed with me. And bless her heart, I, I think I slept for pretty much the whole morning. Yeah. She hung out with me. That's good. And, um, but I, I knew I got better sleep because I, was, I actually felt that I was sleeping. Yeah. And so, so anyway, yeah. Well, I, think you're, after, I think after the nurse and the, doc, the team talked to you and said this is normal, I think in your mind you got set at ease that you can actually go. Okay, yeah, I can, yeah. Because it, because of the trauma, now I can actually sleep. Well, I think too, knowing. Yeah. Because uh, one of the questions I asked was, "Man, I'm feeling these weird things in here." <laughs> I was no, really. I was like it's scary. I was I was feeling things uh, fluttering or whatever. I said, "Is that going to be a part of my life now?" Yeah. And she goes. Mm, I don't. She she didn't say yes or no. Do you feel it now? No. And yeah. she goes, she, she goes, she basically now. said, you know, uh, different people react to different mm. uh, things. But you can also think, though, too, because of your, uh, because of you calling so early instead of waiting the 24 hours, you really saved your, your heart muscle. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, can you imagine all that if, if you waited longer and that damage and you try to put that in and then that flutters worse yeah no um, and, or, you're, or, it you're right. or it doesn't reset right and if you're gonna have that for the rest of your life you're right i mean that's that's some serious stuff so, so that's um uh, that, that's that's one of the things that if i can encourage anyone who's listening to this if you have uh us anyone in your family has 
you know, has a heart condition or has died from a heart condition, please get checked out. Get, find out if you have a blockage in there. So you yeah, a CAT scan. Do a CAT scan. Go in and get, um, uh, you know, uh, test. a test, yeah. anything. Do something to find out. Because what you want to know, because if you do have something there and it's a predisposition or it's something in your body, you want to be able to understand the what a heart attack is going to look like, you know, what are the symptoms, and you want to make the call right away. Right away. Don't call your your people and say, oh, I think oh, I can't breathe, uh, Ooh, I, you know, I, you know, and then go lay down. No, if you're feeling that you have a heart attack and, you know, one of the things I did is I have on my phone, I had all those symptoms that I, that of a heart attack, oh, I had it put in my phone so that when I started to feel that I instantly got that note out and I was like, okay, I've got shortness of breath, the heavy chest sweats. Those are three things. I'm calling 911 mm-hmm. because don't wait. Call 911. Don't don't make another call to anyone else because what you want is you want to get to the hospital and you want to get to the cath lab and you want to get fixed. You don't want to have people giving you opinions like, "Oh, just lay down or whatever." Yeah. I mean, even though it's They're good not in, doctors. <laughs> it's good intentions, whatever. Yeah. It's it's not going to help your heart. Yeah. Get into the hospital as soon as you can. So, wow. but man, that is that definitely is an experience. And I know I was on the phone with our, you know, texting all, all of our boys that, you know, our, our group of guys. And uh, we were just the going gang. back and we were going back and forth. But I think the girls knew more. So they did. Than the guys <laughs> because Alyssa was texting and Angela wasn't. And we were getting it. We were getting bits and pieces from our wives, and so. And I think too. I just want to uh, shout out to my community of people here. Randy, Randy, and Dina were instrumental in, you know, helping us get back to our house. You know, and they brought food over and they hung out. And you know, I have, you know, Mike and Darcy. They were they were awesome. They came by yesterday, and mm-hmm. we just visited. You know, community is another really good aspect of healing. So if you have a good community, you know, utilize them. Yeah, if they if they say, "Hey, we want to give you, want to bring you a, a meal," don't say no. Mm-hmm. Like you think it's a honorable thing to say. Oh no, we got this. You you say, "I would love that yeah, because there's some stuff that just had happened. It's just and it, it, it's something it's, traumatic. And they want to help. Yeah. If they're offering, please take it. Don't don't be that way. Yeah. You know? And then we also were trying to get uh, the stuff going on with the tires. Like <laughs> Steve Morgan was here with me um, working on trying to get the tires and trying to figure out what was going on. Then we got a hold of uh, Mike Stockton and uh, we got things going. So tires yeah. are tires are on the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and really, honestly, <laughs> that's 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 whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's not a very big deal. Well, what was cracking me up was when... When Steve and I were working on the tires, we looked down. We're like, "That's a wrong size wheel for the, you know, lug pattern." Hey man, I saw four a four lug pattern, and I was like, "Anyway, this should work." I'm like, I think that's the reason why that Joker got a heart attack. He was pissed that the lug pattern didn't match. Gosh dang it! Oh my heart! 
Four by one one hundred. That's the wrong size. <laughs> I'm pissed. <laughs> Anyways, this is what I, I really wanted to get more into this, where we were talking more of a story and an event. Um, and it's an important. It's important, especially here with our communities, that we can talk about stuff like this. And so. plus, in Spokane, like I said, Spokane. I'm telling you. The Pacific Northwest, especially the Eastern Pacific Northwest, and you know, east of the Cascades, our hospital system here is is top notch. The best, really. It's and so um, here in the P and W, the three fifteen. I'm, I'm telling you. So you know, we talk about uh, the upper left life. This, our our um, our EMTs are are just amazing. The hospitals we have up here are amazing the 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 facilities and care that you get is amazing mm-hmm. i mean i'm gonna I have a couple of weeks of cardio yeah. therapy so mm-hmm. i've you well know. we got we got i mean really good services our police departments are awesome our fire departments they are okay awesome. man that jerry walker <laughs> what he's talking trash jerry talk to him talk to him jerry i love my man <laughs> my guy jerry in any case Watch out for yourself. Watch out for the people around you. Know your symptoms. Yes. And please take take, take it take your health seriously. Take your health seriously. And just you know when you need help, get there. Get the help. Because you don't know, man. If if I waited, I may not be here, and, yeah. and that would impact a lot of people. You, you know, you have people that, that you care for or you want to care for or that care for you. And the weird thing is, it's it's not just, it's weird because a lot of people, they don't think that, you know, for me personally, I'm always feeling like, ah, nobody's going to give a crap. You know what I mean? But there are, you know, your family, oh, your, dude. your friends, your circle of people, the people that you work with. I mean, these are people that will be affected uh, if anything happens to you, just remember that. So yeah, and so you don't. Everybody has significance, right? And there's there's always you know the, and you may not know, you know they talk about ripples in the in the water. You know you throw a pebble in a glassy uh, lake, you know that you those ripples travel. Butterfly effect too is that? I don't know, man. Anyway, I'm getting so all whatever. Stop it. Okay. But anyway, please take care of yourself. I'm telling you. Um, uh, show some love to our EMTs and uh, police officers and first responders. Love them to death, man. And, um, you know, I'm just, like I said, take care of yourself. Take care of your heart. Take care of your people. And, uh, you know, it'll, make, be a, make, it'll be definitely a happy make, life. Make a difference yeah. in, 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 you know, in, your, in someone's life. So, anyway. This is Randy Badano. And it's Angelo Santos with the, the heart like the guy in. <laughs> The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) And you've been listening to that upper left life. Peace.